Hello. Hey, Terrence. Hey, Jason Nichols. Yes, yes, indeed. What's going on, my man? I'm good, man. How are you? How are you? Man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm maintaining. You maintain. Well, I mean, that's all we can do these days. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So I think maintaining is probably going to be the best for all of us at the moment. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm pretty sure Absolutely. about that. It's a pleasure to finally, finally get to talk to you uh, as much as we've talked now back and forth online. It's weird, man. Yeah, how the, It's weird how the world has just started to compress down around us. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you can just reach to somebody and I mean, I've, inter- I've interviewed one time I interviewed um, Fonte from Little Brother and the, foreign, yeah, yeah. and the Foreign Exchange. Same thing. Just somebody I knew knew him. Uh, express interesting. They hooked us up together. Went through went through uh, social media. Boom! And I'm in contact now. I'm in contact with him. It's just odd how the world has has compressed. I think in some ways it's great, but in some ways it's bad. Yeah, yeah. I think that yeah, it's a double edged sword. Right. You know, I think I think the whole online you know technology right now is uh, you know it has a lot of advantages, but it, it has its drawbacks. Right. Right. Yeah, because it brings. I mean, you never know who's going to bring into your life. Good or bad. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. People are just able to reach you. Yeah. yeah, everybody is able to reach you. You know, and I, I know, you know, like after the the Tucker Carlson thing, I was like, oh god, why is everybody able to reach me? Yeah, because they <laughs> can, know? and everybody feels exactly. like everybody feels like they have they have a right to have access to you. Being a stand up comedian, I all the time people think like they just have the access like that. No, no, man, access to me is a privilege. It's not a right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm sure, you know, everybody, every guy who couldn't think of something quick enough to heckle you wants to probably do it online. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. they yeah. thought for a week and they're like, Oh, let me heckle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what they, and that's what I do. And I'm like, okay, well that's fine. But you got to understand that, uh, first of all, I can do this right up, right off the top of my head, but now you're going to let me just sit and think about what I'm going to write back to you. Okay. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's fine. It's not going to go good for you. That's where I yeah. first became aware of you was, um, uh, a gentleman who's been on the podcast with us before, Dominic Rivera, said, "Hey man, you got to check out you got to check out this cat, Jason Nichols and Tucker Carlson." So I became aware of you because of the Tucker Carlson interview, right? And I was like, yeah. "This is this is man." And this and then I read some of the reviews of it, and I noticed how everybody on the right was like, "Tucker Carlson eviscerates Jason <laughs> Nichols." I was like, "Oh yeah, I need to talk to this brother because these people, yeah, he must have got it. He got it, Tucker, because these." these yeah, yeah no nah, that was that was funny i you know but if you look at any any situation that he's on you know any any segment he does it's always tucker destroys you know this right. guy it's, you know so it's never like this guy holds his own you know right or, right or this this guy debates tucker or or something like yeah. that you know yeah this, something this, neutral yeah they have a nice they had a they had a good back and forth no it's tucker destroys with his little weird open mouth look that he does the whole time <laughs> yeah. he looks like he looks like his nose is, I know this kind of look a little bit he looks like his nose has been broken at one point he can't breathe good through the nose <laughs> yeah. but, but knowing that yeah, dude no. he probably just has a deviated septum or something like that you know <laughs> what what's your what's your origin story where do you originally come from and how did you get into get into being a pundit but i like to go back to because i know you're a professor of african-american studies 
Yes, yes. How old so, are you? Origin story. Uh, how, how so, old are you? Um, well, first of all, how old are you? I'm 39. Oh, so I can feel 39. like I can feel like that much more of a piece of shit because I'm I'm <laughs> nine years older than you, and I'm a I'm a comedian's personal trainer. You're a professor of African American studies. Okay, that's good. That's that's good. That'll send me <laughs> off into the night feeling good about myself. That's wonderful. <laughs> well, you know the the funny thing is that I I try to personal train and so i'm i'm lamer than you because i actually can't do what you do but <laughs> i pretend I, and i used to use it as a way to get women oh i can train you you know yeah yeah so. i mean it, it works up to a point then they, when they stop <laughs> they don't see no results they're like wait a minute <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah all i got was sex out of this yeah <laughs> no, well no i mean loss? no way loss <laughs> yeah how did you get into uh that because you're 39 are you from this area originally yes yeah, so i mean uh originally you know my life story i was born in new york city yeah um uh, i lived for a little while in philadelphia and then uh, i grew up mainly in the suburbs of, of baltimore Damn. and uh you know i came you know went to college at the university of maryland mm -hmm. and uh so i've, I've been kind of in that area ever since um, except for, you know, now just recently, I, I moved back kind of to the suburbs of between Baltimore and DC, you know, okay. Columbia, Maryland. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm on, I'm on the other side in the Virginia, on the Virginia side. You, uh, okay. so you have like, you know, Joe Gilpin by any chance? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Joe's my man. Yeah. See, yeah. So we have, we have mutual people that we know. I'm doing a show with him, uh, Friday night. He asked me to come, uh, yeah. come in and do a show, come and do a show together. Yeah. So. We have kind of a mutual circle, kind of a mutual circle, yeah. which is interesting. Um, so you went to University of Maryland and then you did you just go all the way through graduate school through University of Maryland and then just fast track into teaching there? Pretty much. Uh, you know, I'm one of the few people that has three degrees from one university. And Jesus pretty much Christ. what are your degrees in? Stayed there. Um, so my degrees are in African-American studies for my for my B.A. and mm -hmm. then. Uh, I have a master's and a PhD in uh, American studies. God, you make me feel like a, you make me feel like such a piece of shit. Jesus Christ! <laughs> you didn't want to grow the you didn't want to grow the professor of African American studies dreads because that's what I wanted. I want the, yeah, you, I, you know you you sweep I mean, him have, back and you put him in a ponytail, right? I, and get the glasses. Yes, I mean, yes. Been, let him go gray. <laughs> I have the the corduroy uh, blazer. You have you know, to. Wear you that. have to. You Absolutely, you know. I mean, that, that's kind of like you know. I don't know if you've ever, you know, you watch golf and yes. you get the green blazer. Yeah. When you, you know, when you graduate, they give you the the corduroy thing with the patches on the. Yeah. On the oh, you have to. You have to. You yeah. but see, but as a black man, you got to floss it a little bit. You gotta. You yeah. gotta do something. You gotta put like a scarf on with it. Oh I mean, yeah, absolutely. You, you can't call him. You can't like Cornell West and Ascot it. I don't. I don't really like that look. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm not at that level yet. When, yeah. Once I get there, I'll, I'll definitely get the Ascot. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I looked at I, some I'm of a your, couple years away from that. I looked at some of your stuff online. I couldn't find anything because you don't have a Wikipedia page yet. I'm sure you'll have right. one soon. But what you do have is um, reviews of your lectures. <laughs> Uh oh! Here we go. Uh oh! <laughs> lecture. No this, lecture. Drug addict. <laughs> yeah, you says you're lecture heavy and you're boring. <laughs> that was one of them. Okay. You're, I'm, inter I'm there. you're interesting. You're open to discussion, 
and your exams are lecture based and they felt that that was a problem because then you for you can't miss a lecture i'm like well that's kind of called going to class there kid i don't know what to tell you <laughs> exactly you don't follow exactly. the, you don't follow the syllabus and you go on rants yeah i i do do that guilty uh, don't, yeah. don't you write the I, syllabus yeah i mean i follow the syllabus i, I definitely follow the syllabus i now do I go on an occasional rant because, you know, I read, you know, Randolph's uh, yeah, don't, don't uh, Facebook put, post? Don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> you know, then, then, yeah, I, I may go on a rant every now and again. <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> but they're always relevant. They're never irrelevant. Yeah. So I, I disagree with students. A lot of this, this is, you know, kind of the culture we're in now where students are so empowered yeah. because they can literally – just say like I, I'm not even kidding. There's someone online who said I'm a drug addict and a pimp. You know what I mean? Well, what I mean, makes you what 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 makes you part of the pimping game? I mean, uh, you know, I mean, you calling yourself pretty, Jason? A little too much. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I am pretty, but you know, <laughs> maybe I was. You know, she felt uh, you know like she was going to get pimp slapped, or he or she. That's that's it what it is. I don't understand why they allow they they let them put this shit up like they're yup. Yelp reviews. You came thirty minutes to an exam. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's your, it's your fucking exam. What do you care? Yeah, no, oh, but here's a good one. Uh, loved your class. Passionate about lectures, so it's not boring. Uh, willing to help. I'm like that's kind of what a teacher does. Yeah. <laughs> what's, I hope so. what's the racial breakdown of your class? Do you think? What does it tend so, to be? I'll, um, so we, I'd say it's probably 65% black, 60 to 65% black. Okay. Um, and I'd say the other, you know, the rest is a hodgepodge of white, you know, Asian American. But it's usually more, it's usually more black than, than anything else. While, while I find that, um, admirable as far as young black folks trying to learn to trying to study i yeah. think of it the same way as when i was at the i went to the museum of the the blacksonium as my partner haywood calls it <laughs> and uh i noticed that the the crowds there are a majority black not not yeah. nearly as many white people that you would think would need to be there to to right. see the history but they they ain't coming <laughs> they, right. they ain't coming through and and the and the white people that were there were like my like my wife and like some some black woman's <laughs> husband and, and you know <laughs> what looked like um, people from Europe a lot of Europeans yeah <laughs> coming through trying trying to come through and see but it's just far as just regular American white folks no it was probably Jesus eighty five percent black yeah when I no was, that doesn't yeah, I mean that doesn't shock me at all. Um, the times I visited, yeah, it's it's probably been overwhelmingly black as well. Yeah, <laughs> but you yeah. know, I'm I, I will say maybe it's not sixty five, maybe it's fifty five. I don't know. Yeah. I'd that's say still, that's still a high percentage. That's yeah. half. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the <laughs> the interesting thing is, a lot of my students are actually first generation, or you know, they have African parents, or right you know, Caribbean parents are not always African-American. So they weren't know? raised here. So uh, they're trying, they're trying to find out some knowledge about being here. You think? Well, 
So some of them were, um, so maybe a second generation. I, okay, I, I okay. always get that mixed up, but okay. you know, their parents came to came this country. Came here and then they, okay. Yeah. They were born here. So they're American, you know, they're American. Uh, but you know, not the descendants of African uh, slaves. But you know what you miss? You miss that anecdotal family pass down stories. Right. If your parents are, are from, let's say like my mother's Jamaican, but my father's from New Jersey. So there's those pass down stories of right of this is what happened in your foot and if I was just writing a joke the other day that it seems like everybody's everybody's great grandfather only had a third grade education. I don't know why that right. is, but it's it's everybody's great grandfather only had a third grade education. And yeah, no, and, and they overcame that to become very successful. Right. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> all of them. Right. I was like, all, all y'all became successful? All you only had a third grade education? I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Like, well, maybe the education just stopped at the third grade. Maybe there wasn't anything beyond that. Did you yeah. ever think about that? Well, you weren't there. <laughs> yeah, so I think that well, maybe that's part of it. They want to learn. And good for them. Good on them for wanting to learn. Yeah, no, definitely. Um uh, I think also, you know, there is there is probably this idea that oh, you know, this is just going to be about Martin Luther King, and you yeah, know, I'm just I'm just going to you know regurgitate stuff that I already know. Do you do you um, get a lot of that in your classes of people who aren't just like like the old Chris Rock bit? Everything's uh, Martin Luther King. Everything the answer is Martin Luther King. You know, do you get uh, a lot of that? I think that I think a lot of people you know come in with that expectation. I think. um they also, you know, unfortunately, uh, treat these classes as if they're gym class. That's why mm-hmm. you get a lot of these people like, oh, he's boring. He's a jerk. He's a pimp, you know, which pimp isn't necessarily an insult. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I'll pop my collar to that. But, you know, you know, that I do think you get some of that when students are surprised that they got a B minus because they didn't come to class. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you, you thought it was going to be health. Right. Right. <laughs> or, or, uh. Yeah, I could see that. That they think it's just a like you get a lot of athletes in there. Uh, I used to, but then people started not getting <laughs> the grades that they wanted. <laughs> uh, you was fucking up the eligibility. <laughs> I know, right? No, son, you're um, fucking your eligibility up. <laughs> That's what's happening here? <laughs> no, I actually, I get a fair amount. I don't get as many. Uh, I don't think I've had a basketball player in a very long time. I haven't had. I've had a couple of football players. Um, and you know, I think a lot of times people think that they're universally bad students and that's yeah. not always true. Yeah. Yeah. I've had some that, that are really, you know, actually are interested in hard workers. I want to come in and learn something. What, want to come in and learn. what took you to African American studies as, and what even took you into academia? I'm gonna be honest, man. You don't look like a bookish nerd. You look <laughs> like you have athletic ability about you um you don't look like the stereotype like my father-in-law has a phd in british literature and he looks like he has a phd in british literature (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) having said that he races cars and shit like that but he does look like you know and you don't have that that look about you what you look like you went against the grain of what someone would expect an academic to be so um i think well, first of all, my, my interest in African-American studies came from when I was, you know, really young. And, and first of all, having experiences with racism, right. you know, and you grew um, up in Baltimore. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 
I experienced that kind of heavy. And then, you know, at the same time, you know, my dad always, you know, my our parents probably just like your parents or whatever were raised in the 60s and 70s. So they had all the black books. Right. And so I would flip through them and I started reading them and getting really interested yeah. in, in what people were saying about being black and what that actually meant. Yeah. Um, God, and so I really got into it in high school. You know, um, I really got deep into it. And when I got to college, I was like, all right, well, you know, I want to make money. So I'm going to be a business major. And I actually did decent, but I was like, you know, I, I don't really like this. So I took yeah. some African money, American studies courses and I was hooked. Um, and also, you know, during that time, while I was in college, you know, I was, I was basically the big rapper on campus. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I thought I was going to be a famous rapper. So you got bars, go out. you got bars. Oh, I almost definitely got bars, but you know, um, so when I was in college, I'm thinking I can go to school and, you know, or I could go and get a nine to five, you know? And I yeah. was like, I'd rather stay in school, go to graduate school or whatever and, and do my music just in case something pops off in the, in the meantime, <laughs> you know? And, you know, I, I had some, I had some success in the music business, but nothing that was going, you know, give me a house in the suburbs. So yeah, I ended up, you know, doing what I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Do you still pursue music? Do you still write rhymes and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. Um, so last year, actually, I went on tour. You want to give us one now? And uh, three, guys, <laughs> three guys on exclusive? <laughs> uh, I'll give you I'll give you something. Maybe maybe we'll see how I feel. In, all you right. Know, in a all right. Bit. Drink a little, but, drink uh, a little brown liquor. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But um, yeah, I was on tour in, uh, in Saudi Arabia at the end of last year. Doing what, um, music? Yeah, through the so, State Department. So you've got music online? Yeah, yeah, most yeah. definitely. And um, what's, what's you online as? What's your, what's your, what's your uh, MCJJ so, or some shit like that? <laughs> <laughs> so my, my MC name is Jesus, H-A-Y-S-O-O-S. So you might see me online. People call me Seuss, like S-O-O-S, you know, sometimes. H-A-Y-S-O-O-S? That's interesting. Yes. And so the um, the name of my group, I was also in a group called Wade Waters. Um, Wade Waters, W-A-Y Waters? Wade. Oh, Wade, Wade. Like Wade in the water? Like Wade in the waters. Okay. Wade, yeah, Wade water. Waters. Yeah, man. I'm looking. I'm writing it down right now because I'm going to fuck with you. Okay, man. I'm going to tell my partner, Andy, to put to find somebody else music and clean. clean. So you don't got to rap. I'll, I'll get it put on here. And I'm going to tell you something. If it's whack, you're going to find out. Cause, uh, <laughs> I, know, I know who I'm dealing with. I know you're a stand-up comedian. Three so. guys all fans are going to come for you, and I'm going to come for you. So I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I'm just letting you yeah, know. Yeah, but, you know, don't find... No, no, we don't. We don't do that. On. No, we don't. We don't you know. do that. We we look for we look for the real deal, <laughs> and and we listen you to know. it. I don't like doing that. I I look for the real deal. I'm not looking for the for the deep deep cuts. I want to. I want to hear the <laughs> the real deal. That's nice, man. That's good that you're still doing that and still yeah, getting out there. Actually, um, I I did a little acapella the other day, or not the other day. I guess it was like in May mm -hmm. at at the museum. Um, okay. At the, you know. At oh, the, at the uh, Black Sonia too. You was there. Yeah, at the Black Sonia. So they brought absolutely. you into rap. That's nice. That's yeah, nice. yeah. I really 
that was really like a, I felt like when Richard Pryor said he went to Africa, that long piece he does about going to Africa, how his eyes, <laughs> were, how his eyes were full. Yeah. Because my wife and my daughter had already been, my wife had been on a, field, a school field trip with my daughter. So that was my first time going. So we went up to the top floor and, and worked our way down. And uh, I tried not, when I was in there, I just tried to let my eyes just kind of travel around and not lock on, not try to see everything at once, just let my eyes just kind of play on. And anything caught my interest, I would go over and look at it. You know, and I was really, yeah. I was really struck by how, how familiar everybody was with each other. Everybody was just talking, everybody yeah. black anyway. Everybody was just talking to right. each other and talking about things and pointing things out to each other and talking about different things. Like I might know something that you don't know and you might know something that I don't know. And you'll hear somebody yeah. talking about something and somebody would jump in with another fact. Say, oh, by the way, this is such a such, such thing. And, right. You know, and it you was, know really I, I nice. was there. Uh, actually, before it officially opened, I went um, because my family actually donated something. Um, okay. So if you saw, there's a, uh, if you go to the bottom floor, the slavery floor, mm -hmm. um, there is yeah, I went. freedom freedom papers and a tin box. Yes. Yeah. So that that is, uh, I guess, my five times great uncle. Oh really? Um, yeah, yeah so that's my family's freedom papers. Are and you, uh, are your mother and father academics too? So my father is, you know, um, my father was is a medical doctor. Okay, all right. Um, my mother, you know, she's she was, you know, just from the hood to be honest. Yeah, but yeah. you know, good woman. You know, she passed away. God rest her soul. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, that's that's pretty much my background. Yeah, yeah, so they were just yeah, just a standard nuclear family, you know. Right. That's mine too. My father's in the military, he has two master's degrees and my mother's from Jamaica, just living in we settled in Texas after Europe and then just settled there and as that, you know, it's, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Just a, just a regular nuclear family, <laughs> you know, yeah. which you don't see Although they say you don't see that with black families, there really are a lot of just regular nuclear black families. Oh yeah, yeah, we're you all just over don't the see place. It. Yeah, you just don't see it. That's why yeah. I put that hashtag up, Black Daddies, whenever I see a a black daddy yeah. moment or black daddy, because you never hear about us, but we're everywhere. Right, <laughs> we're all right. over the place. You got right. any kids? You, yeah, you and this black daddy family. Oh yeah, absolutely. I got two kids. You know, you married. Um, That'd be I no. am basically <laughs> married. <laughs> you know, uh, you were both your kids. So, you were both your kids' mothers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, then we're you're all, basically we're all married. In the house. Yeah, yeah, you're basically married. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm glad. Actually, I had my. You know, I was gonna put you on speaker, but I had my headphones in, so she can't. Yeah, she hear can't you. hear that. She can't hear me you ask know, you. She can't hear me ask you why you ain't jumped the broom yet. What you waiting on, man? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, Ooh, look how high your voice just got. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, it'll happen. It'll happen. Yeah. I heard that. I heard uh, that highness again. It'll, it'll happen. <laughs> uh, you... hey, I need, I need the tax break. So it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's, soon, it's real. Tax break is real. And, uh, that daycare is real. Uh, shit is all yeah. real. It's all nice. How did you get into into punditry? Is Tucker Carlson the only time you you've done the pundit role? 
No. Um, so I've written a lot. You know, I'm you know, I'm a formal contributor for the Hill. Okay. Um yeah. I'm also, you know, I've written for the Guardian for you know, a couple others. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple other publications. Al Jazeera, a couple others. Um and you know, on TV, I've done actually a lot of TV. I don't know who you know if you know who Armstrong Williams is. Yeah, I'm, but I'm gonna come back to him in a little bit. Yeah, so I, I've been a lot on you know I've been on his shows a bunch of times. Um, so you know mainly so that's I guess mainly local, even though it's kind of all over in different spots in the country because right. he does local TV. But um, the Tucker Carlson thing was, you know, the big time nationwide right. type of deal. So that was your first, that was your first, what we would call in comedy, your first national spot. Right, right, like, exactly. You came out the gate firing guns. How'd yeah, you feel, yeah. how'd you feel talking to him? My problem is always, I always think about that of doing stuff like that, but my my podcast partner Andy is always like, "Well, you'd never get invited back because you <laughs> you lose your head or you <laughs> you yell at somebody or <laughs> they wouldn't want you, but you flip a table over or some shit like that." <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, the thing is, like people who who have those ideas, I knew going in. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. He was yeah. he was gonna he's gonna try to me. make me look crazy, right? <laughs> you know, that's yeah. the whole point. Yeah, so. To me, it's funny. Like I, I you know, I, to me, if you watch Tucker Carlson, just like you said, with that that stupid look on his face, yeah, he looks yeah, like a buffoon. The befuddled look, right? You know, right. I was, I was like, man, you know, this motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I explained it. You know exactly what I just said. Yeah, like, why you look like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought it was hilarious. You know. So that's why, you know, I, I had that kind of attitude where I'm just laughing. And I think that actually frustrated. Yeah, because you, you, know. you definitely had the, the laughing face. And he <laughs> didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know, it's funny. They emailed me, you know, uh, afterward. And they Don't were you like, you know, back. Tucker. Yeah. yeah, Tucker's really impressed with you. And that's why I think it ended so early was that it was just like, you know, he was like, all right, well, I can run out of stuff. You know, this guy's not giving me any ammo. Right, right. You know? Right, right. That also, that email shows me, and I I learned this um, myself, but, like, I've you know, I've done Roland Martin show, and uh, yeah. they're all in the same buildings. They hang out with each other, stuff like that. I'm like, this is just a game. Yeah. This is just a game to y'all. Oh, totally. Everybody's yeah, just yeah. playing their part. That's that's my big problem is I don't know if I could play my part. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I would want to, I would, I'm like, oh, that's too real for me. <laughs> it's, it's for you, it's it's just, hey, we're going to go. I was thinking, I was, who was I telling my wife or my mom that uh, it's like, you remember the cartoon with the, uh, the sheepdog and the coyote and they punch in in the morning? And then the sheepdog goes and guards the sheep, and the coyote goes and tries to take, tries to take the sheep. Right, and right. They, and then they punch out, and they go eat lunch together, and they punch back in, they go back to work, they punch out at the end of the day, and they go home together. <laughs> and right. Part company, you know. It seems like that aspect of it has really kind of. Oh, it, it it most definitely is. So I'll tell you um, a little bit 
that I know about Armstrong, for example. Yeah, I was like, gonna I was gonna ask about that because I I do want to ask you something about Black Republicans. How did you? For those who don't know, Armstrong Williams is a is a um, he is a Black Republican, but he goes way back, way yeah back. I can't even think of who he started with. He but, started with Strom Thurmond. Yeah, okay, yeah. So there you go. I mean, he goes back to a dead man. <laughs> he goes back that yeah. he goes back that far. Yeah. And he yeah. has kind of entrenched himself in the in the in the annals of black Republicans. There's him and there's that other cross-eyed cat um who I don't really see much anymore. Who's that? Is this is his brother who's cross-eyed? He used to work for um the former vice president um Dick Cheney? No. I cannot think of that dude's name. I used to reference him in a joke that he would go on television and talk, and I'm like, I don't care how intelligent you sound. If it's coming out of your cross-eyed head, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Ron Christie. Ron Christie. Ron Christie. I look don't him, think I look him up. He's cross-eyed. He's a black dude, and he's cross-eyed. I'm like, you never thought to get that fixed? <laughs> you never thought to? Yeah, and, he's, uh, and he's Republican. How did you hook up with, with Armstrong? Um, so I knew a dude kind of like, you know, you know, somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. Yeah. I knew a dude who, uh, who knew Armstrong, did some work with him. And this dude was always saying to Armstrong, yo, you need to bring, um, you need to bring Dr. Nichols on. You need to bring him on. And, you know, obviously he ignored it for a long time. Um, and then finally, the guy called me up and was like, you know, they want somebody to talk about the N-word, you know, <laughs> which was the the last thing I really wanted to talk about. But mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I'll do it. So I went on there. I showed up. Everybody's in, you know, shirts and ties and all that. And I showed up in like, you know, jeans and, a, you know, like a hoodie or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we argued about the N-word and he was like you know, kind of, I guess he was kind of impressed. Yeah. So after that, you know, as we walk out, you know, we exchange information. So then we became actual friends, you know, and that's the thing is it's all becomes like, like you said, where it's like your enemies on TV and then you're like, you know, Hey, you want to go get some lunch or whatever? Yeah. Um, so we, we became, you know, friends or whatever. And, um, so I would be on his show pretty regularly, um, after that. But, you know, I've been in his car where he's called Al Sharpton on the phone. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, you know, him and Roland Martin have pictures together just buddied up chilling. Yeah. So this whole idea that everybody's like enemies is it's all it's all an act. Yeah, and that's you know? that's that yeah, that kind of and yeah. I see it and I understand it. It just rubs me a little bit <laughs> just yeah. because Roland brings these cats on all the time and I'm like I know you hanging around with him Roland and then yeah just... oh, Roland don't get me started on Roland <laughs> oh you ain't a fan of Roland uh, I'm not a fan of Roland <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm not a, not a I'm not the huge I'm, I'm ambivalent I'm neither a fan nor my um whatever the opposite of fan is. I'm I'm ambivalent. Yeah. I'm ambivalent about him. I watch the show in the morning because I like to listen to black people talk about news. Right. And talk about things that that uh concern us. But as far as 
being a fan of his, I'm ambivalent. You know. Well, see, here, here's my thing with Roland: is that Roland will sit there and bring on, for example, Umar. That's when it becomes all about you know ratings because he'll bring on what's that? What's that Nazi guy's name? Oh yeah, 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 Richard Spencer. Richard Spencer. He'll bring Richard Spencer on, but he won't bring anybody on the far left on, anybody to the left of him. Yeah. Unless he's there to, to ridicule them like he did with Umar Johnson. Right. Now Umar Johnson, you know, is problematic. I'm not yeah. he's easy you know, he's easy to ridicule though. Yeah, so. he's, he's he makes it very easy. You yeah. know. Um and, you know, he's a homophobe and, you know, all those kinds of things. But at the same time, there are lots of people he could bring on in this area that would gladly go on and represent a view far to the left of him. But he doesn't do that. Right. You know, he doesn't do that. He, he'll, But he'll sit there and give what I think is legitimacy. Because if you're saying I am a legitimate news network right, or I'm right. a legitimate news source, and then you bring on Richard Spencer, you're you're lending him your legitimacy. Right. And that's you're exactly that his, Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I was gonna say you're you're saying that his viewpoint has some validity that it's worth even allowing in the discourse and having a debate about. And for me, you know, that's that's a big mistake. You know, like uh, you know, a friend of mine, and we're certainly gonna have you on, but you know, a friend of mine and I, we're trying to start our own little internet news network right, right. kind of deal. And uh you know, called Diverse Patriots, which okay. is, you know, I asked you I've to, seen to write for us. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. yeah, you just let me know when, Yeah, like I said, I don't think I write that good, but I can have you grade it before you. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. And, you know, we, we're going to need some, you know, somebody to, you know, not make us cry like I do, you know, with all the depressing black people are being killed and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, um, definitely need to bring you on. But, you know, the whole thing is I'm not going to, even if I had the opportunity, I'm not going to interview Richard Spencer. I don't care what Richard Spencer has to say. Joe, you know, Joe was, uh, you know, childhood, I don't want to say friends, but he knew uh, Matthew Heimbach, who's another I know that white dude. supremacist. Towson, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He went to Towson and made the White Student Union. Right. You know, what do I have to fucking, excuse me, what do no, I no, have to No, no, you believe to? me. You can curse on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't have anything to say to that guy. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'd rather interview you. I'd rather sit there and debate our differences. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. That's that's the stuff that we need to hash out is like, where do you differ from me and where can we find common ground? Not do I have to defeat him in a debate? Right. It should already be a given that, you know, that my viewpoint is superior to Richard Spencer or Matthew Heinbach. You know what I mean? Yes, I know exactly right. what you mean because that's exactly that's exactly the same way I feel as well as my podcast partner Andy Klein. We've talked about that I, and we said the same thing about Richard Spencer. I'm not going to lend legitimacy to something that is completely illegitimate. That's stupid. Exactly. Why would exactly. I do that? That doesn't make that doesn't make sense. The only reason you're doing that is because you want people to watch you. Right. Right. You know exactly. what? The, well, people are going to watch me regardless. So I don't. I would yeah. rather they, like you said, I would rather they watch me talking to you than talking to him. Watch me talking. And to be honest, talking about something. Exactly, and, and you know what's what's interesting is to be honest. I thought Richard Spencer won that debate. Yeah, I, <laughs> mean, I mean, like I yeah. watched it. And I was like, yo, you did not. You know, it was it was kind of like you saw these things about. 
you know, kind of like Tucker Carlson, where people were like, he's eviscerated Richard Spencer. I'm like, no, he didn't. Yeah. I watched that. Yeah. Well, he you didn't know? go, he, they never go, they never go in and they never follow the, the, the obvious lines of logic that they lay open for you to checkmate, right. to checkmate somebody. They never go into those. Or they right. just just gloss over. I mean, I saw Richard Spencer talking to Charles Barkley. Like, yeah, what, you, what the fuck is this? What is this fuckery <laughs> that you're that you're holding out of some serious shit? Why? Right. Why? Why would right. you, as a as a television network, say, "Here's what we gonna do. We are gonna let him talk to Charles Barkley about sports." Who's the brother that from USC? The professor from USC who was who was. Oh. Uh, Todd Boyd? Yeah. Well, let him talk to him a little bit. If you want to bring somebody who's connected to sports, if you have to have a sports angle, bring him in. (laughs) You know, there are a lot of guys that you could bring in and have him, but you bring Charles Barkley in. Give me, come on, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's Dave Zirin uh, here in the D.C. area. There's right. Kevin Blackstone. Kevin, bring Kevin there's Blackstone like, in. He's right there. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's right, right there. You know, there's plenty of people that he could talk to about sports. How about Charles Barkley interview uh, Colin Kaepernick? But right. he hasn't. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Why don't you interview Mike Vick now? Right. You know? right. Yeah, Instead, now's the time. Now's and, the time. And if there's anyone who's less legitimate, than Richard Spencer, it might be Charles Barkley. Right, <laughs> like, right. I don't want to hear what Charles Barkley has to say. Talk, when, you're the, mound, the round mound of rebound. Just, just stick to that. When Charles Barkley you know? went to Baltimore and stood up and told a black woman who lost her son that she was she was not grieving correctly. Come on, man. Come, come oh, on. Oh Lord Jesus. What is you doing? What What is you yeah. doing? What What are you, yeah. what are you doing? What Why Why? Leave, just leave. You're not serving any purpose. How and, that, f- and that's what—that's exactly what the people told him. We yeah. don't want you in our city. Leave. Right, and he <laughs> got up and left. And good, goodbye, goodbye. Yeah. How do you feel about? I've all. I said one time in passing. I think that I would like to interview a black Republican, and I would like to. I would like to, but the first, the starting point of the interview would be, and this is probably what would make the interview not go, would be, listen, I don't respect you. That's the starting point. <laughs> and the only reason I'm telling you that is because I don't want you to think that I'm, mis, I'm misinterpreting who I am. I'm telling you who I, what this is. Right. Don't try, don't use that. Don't try to convince you. Just explain to me why. Explain to me the, the why. Okay. Don't try to convince me and get me on your team. <laughs> Just explain to me right. why. I don't get that. Have you had that discussion with Armstrong? Because I don't, I don't get that. Yeah, I, well, I'll tell you this about Armstrong. And, you know, if it gets back to him, who cares? But I, I'll tell you this. I, I really think Armstrong is most concerned with Armstrong's pocketbook. I, and you know that's, what? I've always felt with black Republicans that that's what it is. I've that's the motivator. for Because I've hung out with him. As friends, and as soon as you know the conversation turns to politics, he's like, "I don't want to talk about that." <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, oh. <laughs> "He really doesn't care about it." You know, I think that you know what he cares about. But if you're talking to him about his business, the guy will go on forever. And I think um, it's and like and, that with a lot of and business is good. <laughs> so one of the things, even for me, that's been a motivator recently. I'm going to keep it completely true with you, like. Something that's been a motivator for me is this idea that, you know, 
one of the things I talked to Armstrong about, and I remember him saying, like, you'll never know what it's like to be in media ownership. And you'll oh, never, shit. you know, you'll never do that. So, you know, when I said, yo, I'm starting my own network, yeah. <laughs> it may be internet, I'm, I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I'm yeah. motivated by people telling me I can't do something. Yeah. You know? Um, so I, it's like, you know, people being like, you know, Randolph, man, you ain't never going to be, you know, Chris Rock, yeah. you know? And yeah. it's like, yo, Fuck that. Like, what, I, what I usually say to that is, uh, you're right, I'm not going to be Chris Rock. What I am going to be is Randolph Terrence. So exactly. get ready for what's coming. Exactly. I'm going to give you this fire, and it's coming. And exactly. I don't want to be Chris Rock. Chris is great. Yeah. I, that don't mean I can't be great. <laughs> exactly. I hate people like that. And they're all around us. They're all around us. I, yeah, I, feel, well, I, I agree with you, man, that these black Republicans, that it's a... Even whether it be Armstrong or whatever, it's it's got to be a monetary thing and a fame thing. I mean, let's oh, be yeah. honest. If you're if you're a black Republican and you're in that Republican upper echelon, you're famous. You're moving. Oh, in, totally. You're moving in different circles, and you're famous. Now you're pet like and you're token like, right? Which I couldn't handle. I know you couldn't handle it. No. <laughs> no sir but if you can handle it there's there is there is a gain to you i guess if you can handle it because things are coming yeah. to you right no you, know, you have access yeah. you have access to things right yeah and you know that um it is enticing you know what i mean right, <laughs> like, right. you know like i I've, I've had people come to me and and tell me man if you just had this view that was my next you know? question. How did you how did you stay away from the heel turn? Every rest uh, uh, the rock did it? How do you stay away from your heel turn? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm pretty strong in my convictions, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know what I believe, you know, um and you know, I'm not going to stray from that. And I I wouldn't be able to look myself in the eye and something that you know, it's funny Another another Armstrong related story, and I, you know I hate to make it all about him. No, and you know, fine. much respect to him. He's he's helped me out a lot, so I got a lot of respect for the guy. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, one of the things, you know, he was trying to do, he was really trying to help me out a lot. And when the whole Trump campaign was going, Trump was going to meet with leaders. Yeah. And so, you know, I was in the meeting. I was in a, you know, a meeting with him and one of his, you know, people that he works, that works for him. And they said, you know, well, put down Professor Nichols, you know, get him to meet with Trump. And I refused. I was like, I do not want to meet with Donald Trump. They're like, he could be the next president of the United States. I was like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, pie in my face for that. But I was like, that's not good. That's not going to happen. But either way, I was like, I can't do it. And I remember I told my mother that story and she was really, you know, she was like, you know, I'm proud of you, you know, for standing up and standing for what you believe in and not, you know, not just going for, Mm -hmm. you know, what was politically expedient or what was going to get you whatever things in the future. And, you know, a couple months after that, she, she was, she was gone. Yeah. And, but at least I get to, I can always say, 
She never had to shake her head and be like, damn, I'm ashamed. Because yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. this, I raised a kid who just wants money and doesn't stand by his conviction. Yeah, and, that, you know, and, look, and that's that's true, man. That's the yeah, man. Sink or swim. I'm look. I'm gonna believe what I believe and what I believe in. And if I, you know, if I end up dirt poor or whatever, you know, you just gotta you gotta stand by your convictions. You know, Malcolm X one time was offered nine million dollars. This, this is a story somebody told me uh, to kind of change his views. Yeah. Or and he didn't do it. He didn't take the money. And $9 million in the early 60s yeah, was that a lot time, of money. That's a fortune. That's beyond <laughs> yeah, that's a, fortune. a fortune. $9 million now is a fortune. That's a fortune 10 times over. I often feel right. that about these Republicans that they don't, you don't stay, and the whole, I'm talking Republican as a whole group, GOP, they don't stand with any type of conviction. I think, the, I think that that's been a, um, it's obviously a curse, but it's also helped them as a group because, as you see, they align behind one idea and then they just stick with it no matter what. Whereas Democrats, on the other hand, will stand steadfast in their convictions, even if their convictions are straight bullshit. <laughs> they'll still, yeah. they'll stand. That's the that to me is also a problem. Like you're willing to stand, like the 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 people who have who have held fast to the to the uh, Hillary and Donald Trump are exactly the same. I'm like, you're still holding on to that? You can't, yeah, yeah. You, you can't just say, and I'm talking about liberals now, I'm not talking about Republicans. Republicans aren't even thinking about it, but a lot of liberals said that, well, they're the same, so I'm going to vote for Jill Stein, or I'm going to vote for <laughs> Bernie. I'm like, really, they're the same? And you're still holding on to that. You're not going to let that right. go. You're not, you can't let that go. That's a problem. You can't right. let that go. That that means you're just you just don't see what's happening. Right. You just refuse I mean, not to. I think the thing is, you know. Well, here's the thing. I will tell anybody. Look, as long as you vote, vote for somebody you believe in. Right. If you believe in Jill Stein, vote for her. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and I think nobody is owed your vote. You know, unless they earn it. Right. Um, now. The idea that Hillary Clinton and Bill and uh, excuse me, um, Donald Trump are the same is absurd. Right? <laughs> Would they be the same on some issues? Yeah. Probably. But I'll tell you this much: even if they're the same on those issues, those issues are the issues where where probably Donald Trump is right. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? like, well, they would be the issues that we would all agree on. <laughs> they're few yeah. and far between. But right. <laughs> hey, do we all yeah, need to no, breathe I'm... air? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you know we can argue about you know Hillary Clinton and you know she made some bad decisions. She's kind of hawkish on the international yeah. scene. I will what agree. She did with... in Libya was ridiculous. Yeah. I'll you know? talk with you about all of that. <laughs> I will you sit know? down and I will have a discussion with you about all of that. But right. don't tell me they're the same. <laughs> no, they're not the same. They're not the same. They're not and even remotely close to being. They're not even played. They're not even the same universe, right? <laughs> but you know, the the thing is that the that the Hillary lovers will say is that Hillary and Bernie Sanders are the same. Oh, and so I would no. say they're, that's not true. You know, not they're the not same. the same either. And I don't love Bernie. I think Hillary's right on a lot of those issues. Yeah, yeah. You know, but they're not, not they're everything. Not no, they're not. The you same. know. But, you know, I, I think there are issues where Bernie Sanders is clearly right and there are issues where Hillary Clinton is clearly right. right. But this idea that they're the same, you know, because Bernie's clearly to the left 
Right. And they think, and the Hillary people think that they are owed uh, all of Bernie's votes. You know, uh, they they think, you know, we're hey, we're basically the same, and they're not. They're yeah. very different. I feel I feel this that while Hillary didn't didn't um, to go out and. I don't. I don't know. It's like they. It's like her campaign expected votes to just come to her. The Democrat votes to just come to her, which I guess you would kind of think that because she's the Democratic leader. So at that point, once you get the once you get the nomination, you're the lead. I also feel like there was a thing of that. A lot of Democrats. We didn't say that she's not insane. <laughs> we right. didn't say that. No, she's better than him. We didn't say that. It was we allowed people to to say that. And I'm not. I don't even really call myself a Democrat, but I do call myself a progressive, although not right. crazy like the crazy, crazy progressive. I just believe in equality for everybody. It's not that fucking hard, but I believe in all of it. <laughs> not not just hey, we're going to be equal on this issue. No, all of it. Right. All right. of it. And. We didn't. We all of us didn't stand up and say, "No, she's better." The reason why we didn't was because we thought, at least I know I thought, there's no possible way that this Christian nation will elect this guy, because they hold themselves out as a Christian nation. What I left out, and what, and this is to my detriment, and I won't do this shit again. Was I thought, okay, we're past Reconstruction. We've we've right. because of the and I thought because of the internet I thought okay because of the internet we've now cleared the hurdle of reconstruction because anytime there's been a market gain and so you know the drill anytime there's been market gain in civil rights there's a reconstruction backlash and I thought okay well we cleared it internet we cleared it we're we're over the hump and we passed it nope <laughs> yeah nope we didn't we didn't get over it nope. Mm-mm. No, not at all. I thought yeah, we I mean, did, and that's and that's my mistake, and I won't make that mistake again. I'll tell you that shit. But not only did yeah. I think that, everybody, we all thought it, because we all thought there's no way that this guy gets elected. None. He didn't even think he was going to get elected. Yeah. No, I mean, it was crazy. It was absolute. I'll never forget November 9th. You know, yeah. And being like, this, like, I, I could not believe it. Like, literally, it was yeah. like... Uh, you know, holding out for a miracle. Right, right. I had to <laughs> and, get up. And, I had to get up and explain it to my daughter. <laughs> you know, yeah. and and uh, I was real angry with with just whiteness for yeah. for we. I'm like, this is this is on y'all. And then they kept trying to blame it on black people. Oh yeah, <laughs> that it's was crazy. just making me fucking furious, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking, oh no, absolutely. <laughs> and you know, well, first of all, let me. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Yeah. How do you get angry? How do you reconcile your anger for whiteness and white people and, and having a white next to and having a white, a white wife? wife? Well, yeah, the, I know that's got to be hard as hell. Like, how do you deal with that? Like, I don't think I could do it. Like, no, because I because I look at it as as because for me, and this is just me talking. For me, as a one on one, I have white friends and white acquaintances and white people that I love as a one on one. But as a right. group, as an overall or overall developing of just the 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 noun of whiteness, just the noun of whiteness, you right. you can't trust it. Most of the white people that I know know that. They right. also know that that there's just something off about whiteness. 
just just white mess. It's just off. It's just off. So when I see when I see my wife or my friend Andy Klein, I have another friend Ted Alexander who I'm very close to. You know, and these are white people, but they they understand that too. That's the big thing is that they understand that too, and they understand. Right. And it's it's them understanding it that makes me be close to them. You see what I mean? Right, right. But yeah, no, absolutely. A, you get that? But there's like a distrust. There's, there's, there's a definite, you can't trust whiteness. But they know that you can't trust whiteness. Right. <laughs> that's that's right. the big thing is that you just, you just can't, you, you can't trust it. It's been, it's, it's, it's being proven to us every day. Every day. Right. <laughs> every day with police. No, if the police, the boy, what's happening with the police, if whiteness didn't want that to happen, it wouldn't be happening. It's that oh, I mean, simple. <laughs> it just you know what's happen. what's gonna happen. You know, we we see it with the whole Justine Damon thing, right? Um, right. Or Demond. I don't know exactly how to pronounce it, but right. Uh, you know, it's 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 playing out before our eyes. Right. Right. You know, and one of the things that I that I make clear, you know, you you can uh, again not to do another plug, but. Well, actually, absolutely to do another plug. Of course. But on diversepatriots.com, I have an article about, you know, the Justine Damon situation. And the thing about that is white women's bodies are always held in high value. Right. Unless a wealthy white man <laughs> wants to defile or violate right. a white woman's body, then it doesn't matter or doesn't kill matter. them. Yeah. It, means, it means their bodies mean nothing to them. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, as long as they're the person who does it is black or poor or any of those, you know, other categories, then their bodies mean everything. Right. Um, right. Also, their so, bodies are used as weapons against the, the black and the poor and the, and they by themselves as well as by these rich white men, as well as by the society, as well as by the system will use a, will use a white body against us in a second. <laughs> oh, absolutely. In a, in a second. You know, and yeah, and the people that's you know what it's funny you should say that because I remember before I met my wife, you would see a black leader like a Sidney Portier who had a white wife, right? And you would think oh, that's interesting. I wonder how he's doing that. <laughs> I wonder how, <laughs> how does that how does that work? Or Richard Wright who had a white wife. <laughs> you know something wow. something like that you didn't know that about richard right now i didn't know that about here's richard the thing right. about richard is richard lived in france so she was probably french because he ex- okay. he expatriated to france so she was probably french <laughs> yeah, i think that's different at that time that right was very different right because he expatriated you know? he was like i'm done and he left america and went to france which is why like baldwin went there because baldwin was a was a was a big fan of richard wright you know, even though in his book Notes on the Native Son, him and Richard Wright had a falling out over that. But you know, I mean, he was a big fan of his. So when you end up in in Paris in that time, I mean, you know, you're around all these people. I mean, it's gonna be what it's gonna be. <laughs> that's just how that's just how right. it goes. That's just how it goes, man. This is how it goes. You know, so being with my wife, it doesn't change who I am, and that's a big thing. Is is I think people I tell anybody look look if you're trying to you're trying to be with somebody black you got to understand a big you're trying to be with somebody white excuse me a big part of being with somebody white as a black person is holding on to your blackness and not compromising your blackness you know and if they're willing to be with you and not demand that you compromise your blackness then they're probably the right person for you 
Yeah. And everything else, yeah. everything else is fine. Everything else will work itself out. <laughs> you know. But if you have to compromise your blackness just to be with somebody, I mean, you, you're afraid to eat fried chicken in front of your spouse? Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. You hiding your Crown Royal bag? Come on. <laughs> you know that's a big that's a big part and that's really what it that's really what it is especially for me as somebody who who feels as strongly as i feel about blackness right loving blackness but she feels the same way because she's been with me all these years but i don't even right. know if it's the fact that she it's probably because she was raised in brownsville texas which is right on the border of uh texas and mexico so my wife was raised in the mexican culture so my wife is more Mexican than than I'm doing air quotes white, <laughs> right? Culture wise, right? Huh. Yeah. Interesting. And it it it, it makes a difference. <laughs> it just it makes a difference. Yeah, I'll, I'll bet you it makes a difference at dinner time. Yes, I yes, need to it come does. Your yes, yes, it does. Yes, it does. People people fight to get her queso. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people fight to get her queso because she puts meat in it. That's the secret. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, whatever she does, I'm down for it. We gonna have, we I gonna love, do that. <laughs> we I love some it. Mexican food. Would you ever think about? Um, being a black Republican, not you can. I know you stand. You stand by your convictions, but beyond the money aspect of it, is there a is there a plank in the GOP party that you could say and say, yeah, that's the shit. That's for me, and and um, I can overlook the fact that they're trying to suppress the votes of people who look exactly like me. So, if the so the question is, do I could I date a black Republican? No, no. Could oh. you? Well, let's go ahead and addendum that. Let's say the first question is, could you beyond the Armstrong Williams and and I'm just trying to get this money aspect of it? Are there planks in the GOP party that you could say, yeah, I could see myself being a Republican? So much so that you would be able to just say, and I can just let go of the racism and I can let go of them trying to, to do voter suppression and all that shit because I feel like this plank, these planks of these parties are so strong that I can go ahead and just jump on into it. Absolutely not. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not even a Democrat. You okay. Know, I'm, I'm a, re- a register as independent voter. Okay. Yeah. I'm, so I... Um, you know, and, and there's, there's a sacrifice in that. I can't vote in primaries. But, right, right. you know, I, I feel that strongly. And part of that comes from Malcolm X, who told us not to be affiliated. Yes. Told us as black people to vote as a special interest group. Right. And, you know, that's pretty much where I lie. So could I vote for a Republican who took more parts of the black agenda if we came up with an agenda, which is something we should do? Um as a group could i could i vote for a republican sure you know um do i think that that's going to happen in my lifetime probably not yeah i I can't get past their naked racism yeah no absolutely and i think the other thing is i'll tell you uh i think about black or well the issue that the conservative issue that i am kind of that I agree with um, is, you know, gun ownership, right. you know, and I, I'm not a gun control guy, you know what I mean? So that's a conservative view that I do hold now. Would I, you know, forget about all the, you know, all the other issues. Is that the number one issue on my mind? 
Absolutely not. Yeah. You know, I don't even carry a gun. So, I mean, like, you know, is, does that trump, you know, no pun intended, does that trump everything, all these other issues that are 10 times more important? Absolutely not. But I do hold that view. Um, and I'm also not opposed to sensible gun control. Yeah. Well, you know, I, um, I am. I come out of a gun family. I'm very much for gun control, but I'm also for gun ownership. Yeah, that I, makes sense. I'm yeah, no, that makes that makes perfect sense. I like I went down to Florida uh, one time, and I was in a um, I was went to the gun range with a couple of my buddies, and you know, I remember being in rooms about being in a room about to go out to the club. And literally, I'm the only guy who's not packing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, literally, everybody's heavy but me. Um, but, you know, we went to the range one day. And, I mean, some of the weapons I saw at that range were just absurd. Yeah, they don't make any sense. Like, I'm like, you don't need that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I swear it was like a mini missile launcher that this one guy had. It's probably it a fifty. It's probably a fifty caliber rifle, which yeah. you can bring a you can bring a small plane down with, which you yeah, don't I'm, need. <laughs> yeah, you really don't need that. So I'm like, um, it might have been. I mean, it was big. It might have been a fifty five caliber. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it was, you know, ridiculous. So I'm, my thing is, you don't need that. Like, if you have a forty cal or forty five or a nine. You know, you're, you know, I think that's fine for your personal protection. Carry that yeah. gun. Do what you got to do. Um, in Maryland, living in Maryland, you know, you're, you're actually, you know, more fortunate on the Virginia side of things. In Maryland, it's ridiculous to, like, the hoops they make you go through mm -hmm. in order to even buy a gun. Well, I don't mind. I don't mind the hoops. I think that the hoops should be. I think buying a gun should be hard. Should be right. really, really, really. It's hard to get a driver's license. It should be really hard to get a gun. But once you got That's it, <laughs> once you got it, <laughs> and then you then you got it. You really want this gun? You'll jump through these hoops for it. So I don't, right. I don't no, have, a, true. I don't have that much of a problem with the hoops of it. What I don't like in Virginia, we have you can just carry a gun on your hip. I saw a guy at Target with a gun on his hip. I'm like, dude, you got on shorts. Are those gym shorts you got a gun with? That's not. Don't do that. Don't, don't do right. that, man. And you have to show it. So I'm like, what? You think that you think it's going down at a Target in Arlington? You had to wear your gun. It's not happening here, man. It's it's just not. <laughs> it's just, you're, right. you're safe. You're not in the hood. You're not in the. And the hood. other thing, the other thing is, I don't know if you remember, there was a black guy who was exercising that very same right, and somebody jumped right. on him. Right. You know, right. Right. From behind and attacked him. Right. And I've told you know? I've told people here if if. My brother carries a gun around sometimes in the car. I said, don't tell the police you have the gun in the car. Right. <laughs> Just don't tell. There's no point. <laughs> don't don't yeah. tell them. Don't tell them because you're putting yourself in a bad position. Our father was in law enforcement. Same thing. Don't tell anybody you got this in the car. Just if they find it, they find it. Well, what is this? Oh, that's registered. <laughs> why did you tell me? Because right. I don't want to die. <laughs> that's why I didn't <laughs> tell you. <laughs> that's why I didn't tell you. Where's your right. camera so I can look into it as I say that? You know, I don't... I, I, I agree with that. Would you date a black Republican? Would I date a black Republican? Uh, it would be hard. So I, I, could, that I couldn't. I'm telling you point blank. <laughs> yeah. I I, uh, I went. I definitely couldn't date a white Republican. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 know, no. A black Republican would be difficult. Um, uh, I actually, there was this one woman who actually, uh, when I was, 
long time ago when I was on Match.com. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I went out of the- If you had said Black Planet, I would have oh, hung yeah, this yeah. phone up. <laughs> no, no I, I, you know, I, I thought about Black Planet, but I, I wasn't that internet savvy back then. At the time? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, we did a little my, I did a little MySpace hunting before. But, yeah, yeah, everybody did. Um, so, you know, this woman, I actually saw her on TV, and I saw her on, on Match.com, and we started talking a little bit. But, and she was, uh, she was on Real Time with Bill Maher. Okay. Or, or Politically Incorrect, whatever the show was yeah, that Bill Maher Politically Incorrect at that time, probably. <laughs> it could have been, been Real Time, though, because he's had it for so long. Yeah, he's been on that show for a long time. Right. Um, but either way, like, you know, so I... You know, I had a conversation with this black Republican, but she was just a little too Republican, you know, for me. And, you know, we didn't talk a ton about politics, but it was like, you know, some things were already coming out. We were just emailing back and forth. Um, So uh, could I date a black Republican? She would have to. Number one, she had to be fine as hell. You know, that's number one. She would have to be ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. She would have to have straight up Democrat booty. Um, <laughs> can't have a Republican booty. Um, but uh, in in the long term, I don't think it would work. It's just like you know, for me, it would be difficult. Like you know, so my partner is is Afro Latina. You know, okay, okay. She's Dominican. Yeah. Um. Dominican and Colombian, but you know, black, she considers herself Afro Latina. Yeah. So for me, you know, I'm, I'm all about people of different ethnicities and things like that. And maybe I could date uh, a woman from Italy or a woman from France, you know, but an American white woman, (laughs) I don't think I could do it. I've done it before. I just don't think I could do it again. Well, at this, at this day, well, you're older now and you've, you're deeper in the struggle, you know, so it yeah. it colors things as you get. I know for me, as I've gotten older, um, particularly being more vocal now, it's because I'm just older now. And I'm like, I don't, there's no reason to not, to not be vocal, you know, but I, yeah, I understand right. that. I understand it completely. I understand it. Yeah. I understand it completely. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, I, I can't say, but then again, I'm not in a position to date anybody. If, if, yeah, that's true. If, that's that's another thing. If yeah, I were, not the for it. yeah, you know, I can't say that you know, you know, Scarlett Johansson hits me up on Facebook. Yeah, what you gonna do? You gonna say no? Mm-mm, you're gonna say no? You know, yeah, I'm gonna no, give no, her a no, chance. No. Yeah, you gonna do what you do? <laughs> do what right. you gotta do. <laughs> you know. How do you feel about? I had a I had a go around with with somebody I knew about this that I don't like when black people blame other black when blame black people for things that oppress black people if that if that makes sense i don't um, we were talking about voter at this time we were talking about voter suppression and um how after the after the election you know it was blamed on us right and it was right. And uh, this person I was talking to was like, well, black people just need to register to vote. I'm like, you think it's that easy? You think that that's it? <laughs> that That's yeah. it. That That's it. That's your answer. Black people just need to register to vote and then, then they're in. That's it. 
I'm like, black people do register to vote. They have been registering to vote. But with all the suppressionary tactics that have been put in place, it doesn't really matter if you register, you know, a hundred black people to vote. If there's only, if they go to a polling station, there's only two booths to vote in and one of them doesn't work. And right. You got to wait in the line. You got to wait in the line for eight hours and you got to go to work in the morning, <laughs> you know, and the line is where I live. I can walk two blocks, walk right into the voting thing, vote, and walk right back out. I'm in and out in five minutes. It doesn't work like yeah. that. It doesn't work like that in the hood. So how can you say, well, black people just need to, black people just need to register to vote. That's, that's asinine. That's, that's an asinine. Right. And it's an asinine approach to take it, because it lets, it lets the powers that be completely off the hook and places all the onus on the people who are being oppressed People that you know, why would you say it? that? It bothers me. You know, one of one of my least favorite comments that I hear people make is we do it to ourselves. Whenever yeah. I hear that, I'm like, oh, my God, what did we do to ourselves? We yeah. did Jim Crow to ourselves. We did slavery to ourselves. We did voter suppression to ourselves. No, we don't do this to ourselves. Redlining. Now, what I will say, redlining, all of that, you know, um, well, what I will say is that we do have a responsibility to do certain things, and there is personal responsibility in making our situation better. Yeah. One of the things we know, and I agree with the guys from the nation and everybody else who has said, if you keep waiting for white people to make it better for you, right. it's never going to happen. Right, right. Don't do that. Yeah. You know, you you gotta you gotta make things better. Now, in terms of voter suppression, that that gets really difficult. Yeah. Um. In terms of even, you know, now there are things that we can do. We can improve education in our communities. I really believe we can do that without, you know, going through the public school system. You know, the public school system can try to fix itself. But, you know, how many people tell the neighborhood kids, hey, why don't you come over and get help with your homework? You know, um, I get home at six o'clock. Come, come by the crib. I'll help you with your homework. Or I'll come to your crib in front of your mom and help you with your math homework or something like that. How many, you know, black engineers do that? How many people, you don't need to go through some major program or anything like that. Oh, that just reminds me, I got an email this dude from 100 black men. But anyway, yeah, so you don't have to do that. You can, you can do your small little part. Meet me at the local library. I'll help you. You know, um, maybe even put it out on Facebook, you know. There's a lot of things that we can do um, that I think to better our communities and steps that we don't take um, with the resources that we have. Um, and I think, you know, that's where we fall short. And we do need to call each other out on that. But mm-hmm. to say that we're responsible, like even, you know, something that caused a, a big uproar that I put up once on social media was – People got upset now about this whole, uh, the fact that people who take opiates are getting all this empathy and sympathy and, yeah. you know, now it's a crisis yeah, and the media really? is involved. Is it a, it's a problem now, is it? Yeah, you know, and, and the thing is, you know, number one, you didn't, you didn't believe that when my uncle Junebug was, you know, was yeah. nodding off at, at Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. You know, you didn't care about that. You wanted to lock him up, as a matter of fact. Right. But at the same time, and, you know, I'm from the Baltimore area, so people, when people say, well, they didn't care when it was crack, now that it's, you know, heroin, 
Well, Baltimore's always been a heroin city. And let me tell you, number one, and number two, heroin has always been multiracial in Baltimore. Right. White people get messed up. I just saw, went to, um, had dinner with, you know, went to a barbecue with some of my old friends from high school. Um, and majority of them, this was kind of the white group of friends that I knew. Mm-hmm. And majority, one of them found out one of my boys is dead. You know, God bless, God rest his soul. That was my man too. You know, he's dead from an overdose. Uh, found out, you know, um, a lot of my other friends have been in, you know, recovery trying to, you know, trying to shake themselves of it. And so the last thing I'm going to say is that they deserve less sympathy or empathy. But at the same time, when we talk about no one had empathy for, you know, for crack, Black people didn't have empathy for crack. Yeah, that was a big. You know, that was a big thing. This big, the big thing of the uh, the uh, super predators comment and the right and three sexual black people were all on board with that. Oh, absolutely. Bernie I mean, was on board the, with that. Everybody no, seems to forget they, that he voted for it. We, everybody was black people. We asked for those tough on crime laws because our communities got messed up. Right. You right. know what I mean. Now it made sense at the time. You know, it, you know, we, nobody had the foresight for what it was going to do, but it made sense at the time. People saying, well, it was racist and this and this and that. But no, everybody, black people call for that. Number one, they forget that part. And the other part that we forget is that when you think about the terms like crackhead, that was, that was coined by black people as far as I know. Right. Yeah. We were the people calling people crackhead. We were the ones. You know, like the Hughes brothers making films where, you know, people were given, you know, fellatio for a hamburger. Right. We, you know, we were the people who clowned our, you know, our uncles and aunts when they walked up the street, right. you know, right. who, were, who were on crack cocaine. So at the same time, we all of a sudden, now that we, you know, we read the new Jim Crow and we're woke, you know, we forget about what we did, you know, and how we participated in that very same system. I think it needs to be a cautionary tale for what we can't do in the future. Well, first of all, you got to tell the tale and they don't want right. to, they don't want to tell the tale. No one wants to take responsibility of you were part of the three strikes law. And then your, then your family got decimated. Right. <laughs> and the other families that you knew got decimated and the community got decimated and, and people got sent to jail for you. And you were like, wait a minute, this is no, you, you signed on for that. Right. And Absolutely. You, you thought it was going to be a good thing. You didn't think you didn't think about you didn't think about this how far the tentacles of this stretched everywhere across all of our across the culture it just went across the culture and it didn't even occur to you that that was happening because you looked down on people who are addicted and you right. shunt them to the side you don't look at them you put them in the darkness so you don't have to see them and then when and then wait a minute you're like wait a minute this is touching everybody yeah it is. Yeah, it is. And yeah. I, th- I agree with you that until we talk about it, until we admit to that, that's why, and, that's why I never held the super predator comment against Hillary Clinton. I never did. But I said at least she was she she was smart to say I was wrong for doing that. Right. Because Bernie now, voted for this goddamn thing. He voted for it. And I Now, I I never held the super predator comment against her. What I did hold against her was some of the policies that were just literally just punitive on poor people. Oh, yeah. That's what I held against her. So it wasn't just, you know, it was, 
you know, the fact that you can't get a loan if you've been convicted of a drug crime. You yeah, know, the amendment yeah. to the Higher Education Act. Those are the things. Well, she hold- did she have a, a hand in in that? Did she push those policies? Now, okay, so she didn't have a hand in that directly. And a lot of people were saying, well, don't hold her, you know, accountable for things that Bill did. Okay. But I, I refuse. I don't believe that, number one. From day one, they were a team. She had an yeah. office in the West Wing. Yeah, that's so true. I don't believe that's you true. Know, I don't think you can separate. And and one of the things she said was that we're a team. You know, she said, well, if I became if she became president, that Bill would, you know, take care of the economy, that he would have a role. You know, so, again, I'm, I'm not I'm not, you know, and then, you know, of course, the Clinton Foundation and some of the things that they did in Haiti. A lot of these things, you know, are, I think, you know, the problems people had with Hillary Clinton are legitimate. Yeah. The Hillary stands just, you know, are like, you know, as if she's owed my vote. And I don't and I did vote for her. It was the most it was the least satisfying vote I've ever cast. But, you know, the the whole idea that I'm some that somehow she is owed my vote. How dare you not vote for her? I right. think it's ridiculous. That's a sense of entitlement, you know, that I think is absurd. Right. I don't, you know, you can't, I agree with you, you can't separate her away from those policies. I also agree with, uh, I agree with another person who had said one time that, listen, anybody you vote for, they're not going to give you 100% of what you're looking for. It, right. it just doesn't work that way. If it does work that way, you're voting for an ideal. You're not voting for a person. Right. <laughs> you know, I I voted for Barack Obama twice. I would stand up and campaign for Barack Obama in a second. If he if he if he could run every time, I'd vote for him every time. It wouldn't bother me at all. But he does things I don't agree with, and I'll say he does it. <laughs> I don't have a I don't have a problem with that. It just yeah. is what it is. He's going to do things I don't agree with. My wife does things I don't agree with. So <laughs> what I can't expect anything other than that from him. That he's going to do things that I agree with. He's going to do things I don't agree with. And if he does things that I more things that I agree with than things that I don't, then I'll vote for him. <laughs> and when that when it tips the other way, then I won't vote for him anymore. That's how I look at it. It seems to me it's a more adult way of looking at things as opposed to yeah. there's any there's nothing this man can do that I'm not. And that's why we have people who still traipse after Donald Trump, because there's, there's nothing he can say. No, I, I agree. I think the, the big thing with Hillary was. Um, the, the problem was she was known to be completely unpopular. Yeah. She was an unpopular politician. Now is that, and now is that unpopularness now, is that her fault or is that the result of the machine that was against her through the Republicans? Because people want to act like that machine wasn't a real thing. It is a real thing. We all know it was. So Absolutely. Is and it I, a result of that, or is it a result no, of I her? Don't, or? I don't think it's I don't know. I don't, I don't completely think it's her fault. But what I will tell you is that, um, her fault or not, it didn't give her side the best chance to win. That's true. That's you true. know, my thing is, if your strategy is winning, you know, look, there's no question that Hillary Clinton on paper is the most qualified candidate for president, perhaps ever, ever in yeah. history. Yeah. You know, I'm, and I don't think there's anybody who can question that. You know, um, I know Republicans who will say the very same thing. 
However, if people don't like you, yeah, they're not going to vote for you. And if people think since this sense of entitlement that she's had, like I am owed to be the next president of the United States and she's had it twice, you know, I think you got to go smart and say, look, we got to find somebody else. Right, right. You know, and they were so angry with Bernie Sanders because he debated her. Like, well, Bernie's not you know, a Democrat, though. That's that's the thing is that the the Democrat Party is not going to bring somebody in who's not a Democrat. <laughs> that's just it yeah. doesn't on paper it doesn't make sense. Some people got upset that you as an independent you can't. I'm not saying you, but people got upset that as independents they can't vote in the primary. Well, this isn't part of your club, so right. I don't have a problem with that. It's not part of your. You're not part of that club, so you don't get to vote. You shouldn't. Yeah, no, you I, shouldn't get to vote because you're not part of that club. If you want to vote, okay. join the club, and and be a part of it. But if okay. you don't, no, well, that's I, fine. I Sit it out and just vote in the general and vote for whoever the fuck you want to vote for. Vote vote in the general, you know. So Bernie's not a he's not a Democrat. He proudly thirty some odd years now he's not been a Democrat. But then you want to turn around, you want to run the Democrats because you got any choice. But then you wonder why the Democrat establishment, who I don't agree with at all anyway. By the way, they're out of their fucking minds. The DNC. They're not going to try to get behind you because they don't. Yeah, you ain't part of them. You never have I mean, been. The the women, you know, there's a woman who wrote a book called The Destruction of Hillary Clinton, and she blames Bernie. Oh, that's not for everything. Now, and one of the things that she um, she says is they make it seem like she's establishment, but Bernie's a longtime senator. Bernie, Bernie got elected to the Senate in 2006. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It wasn't a long time. Like he's, right. he's not even a two-termer yet, or not even a full two-termer yet. Right, right. But, right. You know, Bernie was a guy again, who was constantly running for Senate. He wasn't a guy who was always in the Senate. Yeah, yeah. No, he was <laughs> mayor of Burlington, Vermont. Right. You know, you know what? You know what helped Bernie a lot? Running against her. Oh, absolutely. If he runs against Barack Obama, he gets crushed. Oh, he's he's not even he's not even brought up. Yeah, he's like he's like O'Malley and uh, you know right right Evan Evan Mullen. He's a three percent guy. He gets crushed if he goes against Barack Obama. If he goes against Joe Biden, he gets crushed. So oh yeah, his luck his name is, isn't even brought up. His luck is yeah. that he runs against Hillary Clinton. And now who, he's going to young people don't like. Right. Right. You know Cause it's mean? grandma. You don't like, you don't like grandma. Not your good grandma. You mean grandma. You don't, you don't like <laughs> nobody likes exactly. your mean grandma. You like good grandma. You like, you don't like, you don't like your mean grandma. And she's, and she's, actually, grandma. she's actually a really, from what I hear, she's actually a really nice person. I am sure she is. And, but, you know? but because it's like you say, Earlier, if you don't know somebody, you know, <laughs> yeah. if you know Hillary Clinton, you know, she's a really nice lady. Well, yeah, because you know her, but right. she's she's also very guarded. Not right. that many people know her. And she, to, for my money, she's guarded with reason because she's been being attacked for 30 some odd years now. You're going to kind of build up a defense <laughs> around you. Right. That's just what you're right. going to do. And I don't see how anybody yeah. could have a problem with it. But then you want to turn around, and one of the big things about being being president is that you get your people people got to believe in you, and they got to believe that you have right. their best interests at heart. And that's why I don't understand about this fucking Don- well. Although with Donald Trump, they just voted for an ideal, the ideal of whiteness, and over it didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter. Plus, he he caters to that ideal. 
fuck boy. <laughs> yeah. Let me talk. Yeah, real- I mean, yeah, go ahead. No, I, I, you know, Donald Trump is, I mean, I just can't believe like every day it's something new. Yeah. Transgenders and today. It, it, By the time this goes up, the transgender thing will already be passed, but transgenders today, I'm like, of course he did. But don't yeah. worry, Caitlyn oh, yeah. Jenner's going to take care of it, so we'll all be fine. Oh. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, I mean, he doesn't give a he doesn't give a flying crap about Caitlyn Jenner. No. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, you know, Caitlyn Jenner. He don't care if transgenders serve in the military, and he don't care if they don't serve in the military. It's politically expedient for him to ban transgenders right now, so we can stop Absolutely. talking about his Boy Scout fuckery and this Jeff Sessions fuckery because he keeps thinking things are going to go away. But I don't think he understands the age of the internet how things ain't going away son <laughs> things yeah. are gonna keep coming and keep coming you're not you can't toss things to the side anymore with the internet well, you know, you now, elected now it's gonna it's it's also here hurting you i mean his his thing now again he's a good campaigner in a in an odd sense um so he honestly stays in campaign mode right and one of the things that he's doing now you know if you look on fox news they're saying that there's actually they're trying to argue that because they know there's collusion in Russia or with Russia. There's no question about it. Right. Right. So now they're saying, well, Hillary colluded with the Ukrainians. I saw that, which is not. Come on. I mean, it's absurd. <laughs> it's absurd. <laughs> I mean, it, it's literally ridiculous. It's like, there's, like it's what, is, what is colluding with the Ukrainians do for and anybody? As far as I know, the Ukrainians <laughs> are an ally of ours. So. That yeah, like kind of be all right. You're not supposed to collude with foreign governments that are hostile to the United States of America, not <laughs> allies yeah. who need our help. It doesn't. That's yeah, fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, and she, you know, again, because you know, colluding like there's nothing that Ukrainians can do can or do in a position us. to do right. that can help Hillary Clinton get elected. Give her and, some weed. You know, <laughs> yeah. well, that's about it. You know. So it's just ridiculous. But it's just the whole um, it's just the whole thing of let's talk about uh, something else. And it, Hillary has to have something to do with this. So now it's it's Ukrainians. And two weeks yeah. from now it'll be she was colluding with the Chinese. I mean, look, I, I I blame Hillary Clinton in many ways for not just disappearing. Like I wish she would just disappear. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I'm afraid I, I that they're going to run her again. I see I really that. I don't know if I don't have a problem with her. Like when people say the thing of like she should just shut up and quit talking about how she was basically robbed. And for that, I'm like, man, fuck that. <laughs> if I got robbed, I'm going to keep saying I got robbed. I'm going to keep saying it. That's but I don't just think me. I'm she petty. got robbed. I'm like, petty. I do. I think that I think that the conflux of everything definitely tipped the scales towards for him and i i i believe that they fucked around with the voting machines i don't think the voting machines are infallible i don't think that it can be proven and i don't think that even if it could be proven that they would allow it to be proven because that would throw into doubt everybody's votes forever and they would never allow yeah Uh, well look i'll tell you whether it's they mess with the voting machines in favor of Trump or whether it's 3 million illegal votes being casted by undocumented people. I don't believe any of that. I think there is definitely a margin for error. 
Yeah. There's no question about it. These, you know, voting machines have issues. We saw it in 2000 with the hanging chads and right, all kinds right. of BS. And just the plain voter suppression. And you better believe the voter suppression efforts that's, are going to be ridiculous in 2020. That's the big one. And no one seems to want to talk about the shit. I'm like, you're just yeah. going to let the shit happen right in front of you. And we know who's going to get suppressed out. <laughs> we, already, yeah. we already know who. It's like they've been running test runs on black people. Now they're yeah, going no, to do it to everybody else. Anybody else they possibly can. No, absolutely. There's no question about it. And, and so, I, you know, my thing is, I don't think that it was a robbery because I think Hillary Clinton was extremely unpopular. You look at where she lost that election. She lost it in a few counties. Yeah. You know, she lost it. Yeah. The suburbs of Philadelphia. She lost it in, you know, Scranton, Pennsylvania. She lost it. You know, those were the those areas. And you see why she lost it. Well, let's not let's not leave out uh, the racism vote that those, oh, totally. those people came out. My, my boy calls them the hills have eyes people. Those people came out because they had a guy to vote for. They those people don't vote. Now they got somebody to vote for, and they came out and voted. So are they enough to are they enough to tip off the sky? I think so. When people talk about the Klan, they seem to think that the Klan is just like ten dudes in a in a shack. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's a it's a deep group of people. It's a deep, deep, long, a whole shitload of people. You know, and these people come out and they organize via the internet and i think that they're enough of that now that's not collusion or anything that's just racism you know and you can't i don't know if you can quantify that or or you can't put a number to it let's say yeah no definitely you know but they're there and they're in those little small counties those little small very white counties you know, that has to be a part of it. I don't see how it couldn't be. Yeah. You, you see what I mean? Yeah. You know, I think no, that I, I think that that's left I think that racism is always left out of the discussion uh, whenever yeah, anybody's talking. But that's about not robbery, you know, that's Yeah, not but that's robbery. not a robbery. That's not a that's not a robbery. <laughs> like, that, that's, that's America, you that's, know. That's like, yeah, it's a wild card thing that's kind of thrown in. And, and she still end up three million votes ahead. That's yeah. another thing that kind of. I mean, me. you know, Barack Obama was able to maneuver around that issue with with race. Yeah, the racists uh, didn't with, vote though in them little. And with racists, they didn't vote because the 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 hills have eyes people didn't vote. They didn't have anybody uh, to rally him and come out for. This time, and and uh, black people at that point weren't being suppressed out. Neither were the young people in Wisconsin. Yeah. Or college people or But young young people again, they, I will argue yeah, but they don't like the old young lady. people don't like Hillary Clinton. Yeah, they like so Barack they Obama. They don't like the old they lady. They like Barack Obama. He looked like he was he looked young. He was yeah. you know, he was something new and different and Hillary Clinton is, you know, the person their parents voted for. Right. You know? Um and Bernie Sanders you know, they can say, well, he's old and he's, you know, a long term senator. And that's actually not true. I mean, the the main thing about Bernie Sanders is he was a new face on the national scene. Right. And he told the kids, well, honestly, what they wanted to hear. I think kids should go to college for free. Now, again, that's impossible. 
I don't yeah. care what anybody says. Yeah. It's not possible. Yeah. Not in the United States. Like, you know, other, other countries where it's a smaller number, like, you know, Saudi Arabia, where they give you a stipend actually to go to college. But that's because a large portion of their population are excluded, including women. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So again, it's totally different in the United States. And everybody wants every kind of service possible in higher education. And you won't get that if nobody's paying for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I have a client um, I had a client from Australia. She was here on a PhD program. They pay for it. <laughs> Australia pay. Yeah. They paid her all the way through higher education. She was like, No, 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 in my country we just pay. We just you just go. What? Yeah. <laughs> you just go, they pay for it. Really? That's how it works. You know, those other countries, they, they want you to be educated. They right. want they think that makes their, their country better. They'd be right. You know? <laughs> They'd be right about that. Yeah. How do you where do you think that um want to see the country go politically? And do you think that there's somebody on the on the horizon who can get us there? Or is it someone we just haven't seen yet? Well, so I think the the first thing we need to do is to take back the Senate. You know, uh, taking back the House is going to be difficult. But, you know, if we can take back, you know, the Senate and the House, then that's that's the first step. Um, you know, we've already got this this terrible situation with the with the Supreme Court that was all set up by. Um, yeah, fuck boy. the fact that the Democratic Party was spineless you know, yes. and didn't just stand up and say, no, this is not how we're going to do things. You are going to vote on this person. Um, but I think that that's the first step. And as far as the presidential elections, I think the first step is to, um, I think, identifying people. We've got Kamala Harris, who I think is Obama 2.0. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe even Hillary 2.0, but doesn't have the ridiculous history that Hillary has. Right. You know what I mean? We don't know all of those things about her, and that makes her a lot better, a lot more attractive to people. I think that there's also, um, since you, you're from Texas, your boy uh, Julian Castro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Julian. Um, and his brother. I think he, yeah, Joaquin. and his brother. Yeah, Joaquin. Joaquin. I think they both um, are good options. I actually wrote a piece in the Hill where I said that I thought that they, you know, were. I, I specifically said Julian because I didn't. I don't want to see um, Joaquin give up his his seat in Congress. Yeah, and that would be um, a loss because if yeah, he gives I, that seat up, it it goes Republican on the. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I, you know, um, and you know, the thing about Hillary Clinton again, uh, and I hate to bash her, but. Or actually, I kind of love the basher, but uh, the big problem with her is there were a lot of states that were on the verge of swinging. Right. And you don't swing because you have a candidate that is, uh, you know, either really far to the left or has a long history. You swing a state like that when they have someone that is able to play the fence. Obama did it really well. It was just hard because he's black. Um, Bill Clinton did it excellently. Yeah. I mean, you got to remember when Bill Clinton ran, he won Louisiana. He won Tennessee. 
He won Kentucky. He won West Virginia. Right, he won all right. of those states that, you know, people just say, well, they're just Republican country. You know what I mean? Um, I think you can you can get some of those states back. Um, and I think the big problem with Hillary Clinton was that Texas, people were saying, was going to swing. It's very black and brown, actually, in Texas now. But people don't like Hillary Clinton. Black people aren't motivated to go out and vote for her, mm-hmm. you know, particularly black men. A lot of suppression there, too. Don't think there is. And any. there's a lot of suppression. And people said, possibly believe Georgia could swing. Yeah. Yeah, I've been hearing And both that. of those went solidly red. And you had the worst. She's running against the worst, most scumbag co- uh, candidate right. that we've had in history. Right. Perhaps. Right. At least in modern history. Well, if you bring the and, South in, you got to bring evangelicals in. And when you start bringing the evangelicals in, they hate her. They oh, yeah. hate her. Because she tells women that you can go out and work. They don't like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, they they want to see the Duggars become president. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're they're with that. And their their hatred of women and black people is stronger than their love of Jesus. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. because if you love Jesus, you don't elect Donald Trump. Right. Right. It's no you question. Know, you, you just don't. You there's, know, there's that no guy question. literally uh, you know, I think he has conversations with Satan. There, yeah. There's no way. And the guy, they asked him what his favorite Bible verse was. He was like, I don't know. I don't you know. know. Yeah. He's I, don't, like, I, don't I don't know the Bible. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Two Corinthians. <laughs> Two. Yeah, yeah. And they let, they let him laugh the shit off. I'm like, that's not a laugh off thing in a church. Yeah. <laughs> not, you don't laugh that shit off. Second Corinthians. What? Two Corinthians. You know. I think it was the book of Two Corinthians. The book of jobs. What? Yeah, book of jobs. <laughs> what, man? <laughs> what? And they let him laugh the shit off. Yeah, no, I don't absolutely. Know, I don't know where we go politically. I know I'm not um I'm not enthused. I agree with you. We do need to re- win two thousand eighteen. I don't I'm gonna be honest, I don't see it happening. I don't see Yeah. I don't see people coalescing. I don't see us as um, if he Stays in office, which I I actually see happening. I don't see him getting impeached because that would mean Republicans have to impeach him. They ain't gonna do that. Yeah, uh, I think he stays in office, and I think he gets reelected. And I think this is just how it's gonna, uh, it's gonna have to be. And, and then you gotta be, beat Mike Pence. It's gonna be <laughs> bad. I think yeah. Mike Pence, Mike Pence's craziness of religion could stop him because he's not gonna uh, rant. Know, he's not gonna rant and rave racially. But on the other side, he might be even worse because he, he might be. He believes this. He believes that shit. He believes God is telling him to do it. And I'll tell you, Donald Trump, you know, will rally the same people he won. He, he rallied to win this election. Right. Um, I don't. I really believe, and maybe I'm crazy, but I believe we're going to win in two, 2020. 2018, like see, we're not. I'd like to see us start getting some wins on the board as far as 2008. That's why I was. I was. I kept saying that the Georgia special election, we got to win this because we got to get yeah. some, we got to get some W's on the board. Can't keep getting yeah. these. Well, we almost won. We had the higher turnout. That doesn't count. You got to get some yeah. W's. Got to get some W's. I, I think we're gonna win something, but I don't think we're you know any of those houses are gonna be overturned. You know, right. and and I also think that 
I kind of want Donald Trump to lose an election. Yeah. Because his whole thing is I'm a victim. Right. It's the biggest victimhood play I've ever seen. And it's funny you talk about black people being victims, but Donald Trump, all he does, all the fake media, the fake news, the blah, 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 you know. Yeah, well, we know how to, we know how that turns out. We always know if if you were around calling other people victims all the time, you you were, you look at you looking to carry the mantle of victimhood, <laughs> as Donald Trump does, as well as his crazy looking children. Remember when his kids were thought of as an asset? Like, well, he he raised good children. Remember that shit? Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> and all those weird pictures with him and his daughter. Yeah. His Jesus. His piece of shit children and his pedophilic relationship he's got with his daughter ugh. ugh yeah it was pretty gross yeah man we covered pretty much everything i wanted to talk to you about but this is a great conversation man this shit went as good as i thought it was going to go absolutely man yeah. hey listen let's do it again man yeah yeah we definitely are uh we have a we have built like a web of of um academic experts who help us out with things. We have a, a gentleman, J.L. Kovan. He's a comedian. He has a Georgetown law degree. Whenever I have a law question, I reach out to him. <laughs> uh, uh, I think I'm going to add you to my list. Whenever I got a question about something concerning something along these lines, I wish I'd, I wish I'd been able to get in touch with you. We could have talked about you with Mike Vick on the air. That would have been great on the actual podcast when we record together with all the, with all three of us to just chop up the Mike Vick stuff since it's already passed. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I know how you feel about it and you feel the same way I feel. Like, um, my problem is it's, I don't like anybody preaching respectability politics. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. But I also agree with you as after you pointed it out, I went back and thought about it that he's just, he's a victim of it the same way. Yeah. No, he's, absolutely. He's a victim of it too. So it's that thing of playing the part. He got sucked into playing this part. The bigger yeah. asshole here is Jason Whitlock. Oh, Jason Whitlock is always an asshole. Yeah, you know what I mean? Put, like, him in that, put him in that position. You yeah. Know, put him in that position. Listen, doctor, thank you so much for doing this. I, I appreciate hey, it. I definitely appreciate it. And I'm definitely interested in whatever you, any type of things you've got going forward. You want to pitch? You want to send some pitches out to the people? Pitch some of the stuff that you got. Go ahead and say it for us. Yeah, no, absolutely. Everybody, you know, check out uh, diversepatriots.com um, where we've got great, uh, you know, opinions, news from, you know, people from all different walks of life, you know, have been contributing. We've, we've got some really good stuff. Um, we'll have some, you know, podcasting and some videos and documentaries coming real soon. Um, and, you know, look out for me writing and writing in the hill and other things like that. So, you know, and of course, keep listening to my man, Randolph. Thanks so much, man. Thanks so much. No Listen, doubt, brother. You got my number now, so lock it in. All right, we'll do. Lock it in. You need anything? You just let me know. Send me a text. Whatever you need, man. You just let me know. Yeah. And I'll be in touch with you. Tickets to those comedy shows, bro. Oh man, that's easy. <laughs> Don't even worry about that. I'll have to, I'll take care of that. <laughs> I'll take yeah. care of that. Thanks so much, man. I'll be in touch with you. And I right, really appreciate brother. you doing this for me. I really appreciate it. Thanks again, no man. No doubt. Take you care now. Night, you too, man. Peace. All right. All right. Peace.